Countries for Kids. Hello and welcome to Countries for Kids, a podcast where we get to explore the world and its cultures. With you, my name is Elijah, and I'm here with my mom. Are you ready for an adventure? I sure am, Elijah. What country are we talking about this week? Haiti. That's right. We apologize for our little break. It's been hectic around here, and I needed some time to catch up on things. Well, we're ready to get back into things. Yep. Why don't you tell everyone why we chose Haiti? Because we have a friend from Haiti. We do, and we live in Florida, which is fairly close to Haiti, so we have a fair amount of Haitian families around here. Haiti is a part of an island in the Caribbean Sea, which is the body of water in between Florida and and Venezuela. That island is called Hispaniola. The western half is Haiti, and the eastern half is the Dominican Republic. The island was originally inhabited by indigenous people. They were called the Taino. At the time of Christopher Columbus's exploration, they inhabited what are now Cuba, Jamaica, Hispaniola, Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands. Christopher Columbus found Hispaniola in 1492. If you are American, you probably heard that year being the same year that he found America, too. His brother established Santo Domingo. That's on the island of Hispaniola, too, and it's the oldest city in the New World. As was the case with most of the European invasion of North and South America, most of the indigenous population died from diseases brought over by the Europeans, like smallpox, the flu, and other viruses. When Columbus arrived, there were anywhere from 600,000 to 8 million Taino, but so many died that by by 15... 48, there were only 500 left. That is awful, but not as awful as the fact that the ones who did survive were forced to work on plantations, making things like sugar from sugarcane. The horrible working conditions killed off many of the Taino who hadn't died from disease. So many Taino died, the Spanish didn't have enough workers for the plantation, so they began importing slaves from Africa instead. Haiti today is still 95% black. Back then, the Spanish were interested mostly in the eastern half of the island, what today is the Dominican Republic. The French took advantage of this and took over the western half. That is why to this day, Dominicans speak Spanish and Haitians speak a French Creole that is a mix of French and African languages. Starting in 1795, then from... For the next 50 years, things were crazy politically. First, Spain gave the whole island to France. Then a slave revolt kicked the French out of power, and it became Haiti. Then the Spanish took back the other half of the island from France. Then there was a slave revolt there. They called themselves the Spanish Haiti. Then Haiti took them over and ruled the whole island. And then finally in 1844, the Dominican Republic gained its independence, and Haiti's territory remained the same since then. Phew, that is a lot to keep track of. The coolest part of that story is the slave revolution. Yes, the slaves heard about what had happened in France with the French Revolution when the regular people kicked out the king and queen and made their own government for the people. They had also heard about the American War for Independence. This is not to say that the situations were the same. 
It's hard to overstate just how horrible life was for the slaves there. More slaves died than were born, which meant more slaves had to keep being imported from Africa. Most people treated their animals better than their slaves. But they were inspired by the fact that the colonists and monarchs were being defeated by discontent subjects. Haiti was the first country to make slavery illegal, and it has been illegal since that, since that first day. Despite independence, it hasn't been a piece of cake for the island nation since then. There were a lot of changes in power, including dictatorships. A dictator is someone who usually gets into power by force, never allows someone else to become leader, like through an election, even if people aren't happy. Finally, they were able to achieve a democracy where the people of the country get to choose their leader. But even that came into question recently when President Moyes refused to let elections happen. He was assassinated a few months ago, so it'll be interesting to see if democracy, democracy is restored in the long run. Most Haitians make their living through subsistence farming, which means they raise a bunch of all the stuff they eat. There are also large farms that sell things to other countries. When a country makes something... To sell to other countries, it's called an export. Haiti's main exports are coffee, mango, and cocoa. Sugar from sugarcane used to be a really important export, but there's so much competition now from other countries that it's hard to make money growing that now. We also mine things like copper, gold, and calcium carbonate. Calcium carbonate is what turn it, which is what is in Tums. You take, you take Tums after you've eaten something intense. Speaking of eating, let's talk about Haitian food. Red beans and rice is a popular dish in Haiti. Not only is it delicious and cheap, but the rice and beans combine to make a whole protein that is nutritious, too. The Haitians also like spicy food. If you look up Haitian recipes, you will see a lot of scotch bonnet peppers, and they Oh, about 40 times more spicy than jalapenos. We didn't try those, but we did try pate code, which are Haitian empanadas. They have meat, cabbage, onions, and spices in them. And, the, and they were delicious. Another thing Haiti is famous for is the big earthquake in 2010. It was a 7.0 magnitude, which is big, but it's normally not so devastating. Because the island was so poor, most of the buildings were built with unreinforced concrete. Concrete stands up well to hurricanes, which the island is also prone to, but it, it's brittle, so when you shake it hard, it cracks and crumbles. No one was spared. The even the presidential palace, palace was destroyed. 300,000 people died that day, and 1.5 million people were left homeless. One good thing that came out of the tragedy was that the Hospital Universitaire de Mirabale became the world's largest solar-powered hospital. That way they can help people even if the main power goes down. Haiti is on the Caribbean plate, so they are prone to earthquakes. We talked about tectonic plates in the Japan and Ecuador episodes, too. Earthquakes happen all over the world every day. On the day we are recording... We, there were about 40 earthquakes around the world. The largest one was a 5.3 in Taiwan. We found that out by going to earthquake 
www.usgs.gov and looking at the earthquake map. Your assignment for the week is to go to earthquake.usgs.gov and look for all the earthquakes that happened today and post on our Facebook page, Countries for Kids, the largest one you found. Another cool thing about Haiti is their cave paintings. The Taino left lots of cave paintings, and the government actually works hard to protect that part of, his, of their history. Most countries have officially recognized religions, but Haiti is the only country in the world that officially recognizes voodoo. The Americans are creeped out by the voodoo because of movies and white people misunderstanding of black people's religious practices. But it's really just a mix of West African and Catholic religion. The attack on voodoo as evil and scary was just another way for white people to be racist towards and oppress black people. Most people in Haiti today thought of some form of Christian. Education has been an issue in Haiti for a long time, and the lack of free childhood education has contributed a lot to the country's poverty. Most recent stats show that 90% of Haitian children have access to school, either through public or private school. This can be an issue, though, if the children need to help on the family farm, but things are improving. Do you know what's really cool, Mommy? What? Haiti is the largest mountaintop fortress in the Western Hemisphere. In the whole Western Hemisphere? That is literally half the Earth. I'm not joking. It's called the Citadel. It was, com- it was commissioned by Henri Christophe, who was the leader of the Haitian Revolution. It was built by ex-slaves, and it is still a symbol of success of the revolution. They literally stocked it with all of the military stuff the Europeans left behind when they fled from the island in the revolution. This is a very popular tourist destination. In fact, one of Haiti's main sources of income is tourism. Tourism is when people go on vacation to visit somewhere. Tourism can be local or international. Cruise ships often take people to Haiti as part of their Caribbean tour. I think we should go on a cruise ship to Haiti. That would probably be fun, but I'd rather spend a few days there exploring the island. Okay, it's a deal. Okay, so if you have listened before, you'll notice we got rid of our ads. It didn't contribute a lot to us or our listeners to have them in there. But if you want to support the show, you can become a Patreon member for as little as a dollar a month and get all sorts of perks for supporting the show. Go to patreon.com slash countries for kids to sign up. If you have questions or comments about the show, please email Elijah at countriesforkids.world. Also, don't forget your assignment for this week. Go to earthquakes.usgs.gov and look for the biggest earthquake you can find for today. USGS stands for United States Geological Survey. So that's earthquakes.usgs.gov. Thanks for listening. Elijah, what country will we be talking about next week? The Seychelles. Can you tell our listeners goodbye in Haitian Creole? Au revoir. Countries for kids.